Hey guys, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there will be spoilers. If you want to get in touch with me, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, at T, that is T-E-A-L Productions on Twitter. I post the episodes on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo and Usagi Yojimbo fan pages on Facebook. BigTimeNoise.com slash RoninRabbit is the website, and UsagiPodcast at gmail.com, the email address. Usagi Ojimbo Color Classics, issue number 5 from IDW, cover dated July 2020, is the book that we're looking at. Now our dramatis personae include Miyamoto Usagi, Gunichi, Lord Mifuni, Toda, Lord Hikiji and Murakami Genosuke. There are two stories um, this issue. One is the last of the samurai storyline, and that only takes up about a third of the issue, maybe half. Um, and then the second is a full story entitled Kappa, which I'm not sure. Um, it could be something that just picks up after Usagi leaves the story. I don't know. There's there's no connection in story between the two, and there doesn't have to be either way. This is just, you know, these first seven issues, this first volume of Color Classics is just a collection of early Usagi tales. So, But we open at the battle that will turn out to be the um, defining moment of Usagi's life, the Battle of the Adashigahari Plain. And he is in Lord Mifune's camp. He is his second or third. Maybe he's his left side, and Gunichi is his right side, the, uh, the Lord Mifune. But they're in battle, and in the midst of battle, they see that things are kind of at a tipping point. Um, Lord Mifune orders the signal to be given for his general Toda to now join the fray. And between the main army and Lord and General Toda's army, uh, Mifune believes that Hikiji will be defeated. Well, as Toda enters the fray, he enters on Hikiji's side, turning traitor against Lord Mifune and his side. So now Mifune, instead of being on the verge of winning, is definitely at a loss because he is uh, caught between General Toda's men and Lord Hikiji's men. So now they make break to run. Uh, but they are unable to because of the mass of soldiers on the plains such that Gunichi feels that the discretion is the better part of valor and decides to run. Um, he tells Usagi that he and Usagi can probably get away, you know, squeeze through the lines, just the two of them. And Usagi is too honorable a, uh, a soldier, a samurai, to do that. And so Gunichi cracks him across the face, and just as Usagi's about to, you know, get back at him, the, the actual main tide of the battle is upon them, and so they are separated in the, in the wash of men. Now, 
Usagi turns his attention on his Lord Mifune, who has been cut off. Um, and as they are about to also escape, Lord Mifune is struck down. Usagi is telling uh, Genosuke the story in a bar here over a sipper, a snifter, a Japanese snifter of sake. Uh, uh, one of the small bowls, a bowl of sake. And he tells Genosuke, um, I dismounted and performed my final duty in Lord Mafuni's service. My lord would not be humiliated by displaying his head, by having his head displayed on a spike. I broke through the ranks and rode for the mountains. I buried the head, and for the first time I realized I was a ronin, masterless samurai. I ran back to Adashigahara Plain, but the battle was over. Without Lord Mafuni's leadership, there was no hope for our forces to regroup, and they broke rank and fled. Ikiji's men were ready, hunting stragglers. I hid for a week in the mud, living on grubs and rainwater. And then the, uh, the reminiscent shifts back to the current time, where Usagi tells us that was two years ago, which is something interesting to remember. This is... Um, this was told and finished in issue four of the Fantagraphics run, which I, well, yeah, I did cover that. I didn't say so, but I covered that on my episode 15, which was released January 18th in 2012. I discussed um, Fantagraphics issue four, which is where the story's from. And so when Usagi's story, basically when Usagi's story begins, he is two years out from the Battle of Adashigahara Plain. So, okay. And another thing I noticed about the story is that uh, Ganesuke has a full horn, which if you notice now, which, mm, I, yeah, I think we've seen him already in volume four. Um, he is missing part of his horn, and that happens earlier on in the, in the uh, yeah, Fanographics volume. We see him lose a portion of his horn. Uh, but after the story here, they part ways. Usagi pays for the sake, and they head out. And so the second story is entitled Kappa. And I covered it in on episode 16, which was released February 12th, 2012. And it is from Fantagraphics Volume 1, Issue 6. Kappa is a um, Japanese folklorish demon imp ghosty kind of thing. But Usagi is walking uh, probably at night. It looks like he's walking through a swamp here. Uh, we see a turtle and a tokage. Hmm, wild cucumbers, uh, Usagi notices. It's unusual to find them this late in the year, but they'll make a fine meal. And he starts munching on them. And then a kappa jumps up. And a kappa is kind of a... He's got webbed feet, kind of like a frog. Uh, he's got a shell on his back, kind of like a turtle. He stands upright, kind of like a human. And he has an indention somewhere on his skull, whether it be on his forehead, which is the way it's written up, or on the top of his head, which is the way that Mr. Sakai drew it. Um, either way, that depression is uh, full of water. 
And if something happens to the water, if it leaks out or it evaporates or it is no, if that depression is no longer filled with water, however the means may be, uh, the kappa is subject to a great loss of strength and vitality and whatnot. Doesn't kill him, but it makes it much, much easier for him to be killed. So kappa jumps up demanding toll. Uh, and he's speaking to Usagi in, in broken English. So uh, that's telling me that he's not the most, either either he's not the most eloquent or he's not the most intelligent of creatures. I'm not sure which the, it could be both, which the stunted, stilted speech is supposed to denote. But uh, Usagi gives the kappas, a, the cucumbers, which according to folklore, they have an affinity for cucumbers. So what a, what a coincidence that just the thing that they liked is what he had. What he'd found, rather. So he leaves the Kappa munching on cucumbers and continues on his journey with the Kappa threatening him. Uh, you're good, basically. Uh, this is paraphrasing now. Uh, you're good this time, but if you cross my swamp again, uh, I'll need another toll. So Usagi walks, crosses the swamp, and comes to a hut just on the edge of the swamp. Um, and is welcomed in by an older woman. Um, and a little bit later on, it's the next page, but a little bit later on in time, Usagi uh, says, Thank you for a delicious meal, Grandmother, but I must repay you for your hospitality somehow, because she she fed him, and Usagi's finishing up here. Grandmother says, Ha ha, no need, Samurai, it's my pleasure. I've not had a guest for a long time. Now, if you look at Grandmother, something's off. She looks odd. And he's eating, uh, as he's eating, uh, he's telling the grandmother about his encounter with the yokai, with the um, kappa, and uh, tells her the story about finding the cucumbers and giving them to the kappa. And she lets out a wail that surprises him, drops his food, drops his chopsticks, a virtual horrification running across his face, Usaki's. Um, and then he says, you know, hey, what what's wrong? My goodness. And she says, my son is coming here today. He will have nothing to offer the kappa. Uh, which explains why cucumbers were there when it was not the season for cucumbers, eh? So Usagi uh, heads back out and he encounters the kappa just as he's, it is finishing putting the, the whammy on the, the guy here. So now the guy is kind of um, under the kappa's sway. And Kappa turns from the other samurai to Usagi, and he and Usagi start having a war of words. But apparently he had told the samurai to walk into the swamp uh, to your death and drown. Just keep walking, basically. Because as the fight progresses between Usagi and the Kappa, the other samurai is walking further and further into the swamp and the water is getting deeper and deeper. So uh, right before he got to Usagi, the Kappa must have told the samurai to, you know, whatever, walk to your death or keep walking in that direction or whatever, because that's what the samurai is doing. Now, Usagi and the Kappa are fighting. The Kappa is in his element. So he manages to get one over uh, on Usagi, drags him into deep water and starts to fight him Usagi escapes, scrambles up to the shore, and realizes now what uh, the Kappa has done in regards to the other samurai. 
and Usagi drains the water from the Kappa's forehead and tells the Kappa to break whatever spell is on the samurai and have him come back, which he does, and then Usagi releases the Kappa who runs away into the swamp. So now Usagi and the saved samurai are talking, and Usagi's telling him as he's drying off his tunic, it's fortunate your mother was able to tell me of your arrival today. Now come, she has a hot meal waiting for you at home. And the samurai says, my mother, but she's dead. A victim of the Kappa herself a year ago today. I was on my way to make to make a pilgrimage to her gravesite not far from here. And we see the stunned face of Usagi um, having, you know, just been told whatever, that what he encounters was, a you know, however it turned out. But um, as I said, something was off with the grandmother, the way she was drawn. She just looked weird. And so her being a ghost, I guess, would have been a very, a very acceptable explanation for the way she looked. So that's all for the story elements of this issue. We were given the word uh, Ronin, which is a masterless samurai, and uh, Kappa, which is... Uh, Japanese mythological demon uh, spirit. Um, the spirits are also called yokai, so Kappa is a type of yokai in Japanese folklore, etc., etc., etc. So uh, let's see. I, I think that that covers all the things that stuck out to me. If anything, you know, really jumped out at you guys. Uh, one of the things I listed at the top of the show. Get in touch with me, and uh, let's let's start a. A discourse about it and see see how much more interesting it gets from sharing each other's thoughts on the matter. Next time out, it looks like I have lined up to talk about the Usagi story Netsuke for the next one to three regular episodes. Um, I'm going to be covering some stories that chronologically I probably should have covered before Grass Cutter 2, but they just slipped through the rails. So I'll, so I'll, wow, speaking is hard. So I'll be discussing them over the next three regular episodes. The stories Natsuke, Leaping Ninja, and Suru from various interesting sources here. Let's see if I can get down to this quickly. Um, Natsuke was in, went too far. Wizard, the comic magazine, issue number 97. And then Leaping Ninja comes from Oni Double Feature, issue 11. And Suru is from Dark Horse Extra, which was a uh, Dark Horse published newsletter, I believe. Uh, issues 20, 21, 22, and 23 have... Each one, I think, has a four-page section of the Suru story. So uh, for those of you that are... are you know, wanting to know ahead. Wizard the Comics Magazine, issue 37, only double feature 11, and issues 20 through 23 of Dark Horse Extra will be the next regular uh, episodes that I talk about. Now, I say it that way because I also, it also appears that in amongst those will be issues 12 of the current volume, Color Classic 6, and then either Issue 13 or Color Classic 7, depending on how they're going to be coming out now. Uh, in, I guess that will probably be in September. It might be in August this month. 
when those are released. So that's a little bit of uh, what you have to look forward to. Thank you for riding along with me. And I will talk to you guys again next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.